you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We've been beyond honored this week to have Pastor Tony Miller with us, Pastor Emeritus from Morningside Baptist Church, the finest Baptist church, I think the finest church in America today, where my membership is held, and so is Pastor Miller. (laughs) Pastor Miller was a a gracious, wonderful pastor of that church for 25 years and told us all, I happened to be in the service, which I'm not much, and uh, because of travel, but I happened to be in the service that day, and I'll never forget him explaining, hey, you guys take your time, find a new pastor. I'm here, nothing bad's going on. Then about a year later, I remember Pastor Mello coming back and saying, hey, I got to go. Because we loved him so much, I I don't think anybody was really uh, going out of their way to find a, and certainly I wasn't part of any of that, but other than prayer and uh, as a member of church, but we're honored, Pastor Miller. And so we're getting ready uh, to read some verses here and, and talk to you about a new song a new heaven, a new earth, and a new Jerusalem, all things that are very important. And uh, we're in Revelation 14, verse number three to begin with. And they sung, as it were, a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty and four thousand which were redeemed from the earth. And over in Revelation 21, uh, one through five, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth, For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God, out of heaven, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. What a beautiful picture that is. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful." Pastor Miller, you you bit off a lot with this. And, uh, so <laughs> well, tell you, us about you, this. You did well reading it, brother. Yeah, good. It, so uh, just the fact of heaven all being new. I want to just say the word for new for the new song in Revelation 14, and here these new are the same. And, and it's not as we oftentimes think. New in creation that is new in time, something that's just been freshly constructed or brought about. It didn't previously exist, but it does now. This word is not naos. that speaks in reference to time. It's in reference to quantity, no, quality. Yeah. Okay, and it's that word kainos. And so some people say, well, God burns up all the earth and tears it all up and it's all obliterated and then he starts off anew and creates a new one. That would be naos, but this is kainos. He's talking about a new quality. Compared to the previous earth, now the new earth is going to have a quality that is just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. And the song is 
quality that is going to be a sung like no other song has been before. The quality of it is going to be just out of this world, literally and figuratively speaking. But I, I want to just ask you today, as we're into this, about the new heaven, new earth, new Jerusalem. He's just finished with the devil being cast into the lake of fire, and those that were his followers judged according to the books. And there's a radio station that used to have this card that said this, if you were to die tonight, would you be in, and then it had H, capital H, and then a blank space behind H, if you died tonight? Yeah. And the question, you could fill it in, hell or heaven? And I hope you, if you're here today listening and you've never been saved, today you will trust Christ. And then you can write in now, I'm going to heaven. This new heaven and this new earth. Yeah. This new song. So that's what we want to talk about today. Yeah, I think that's important. And, you know, I can remember uh, my life, there were several times uh, where I thought I had a commitment or a relationship with God that would bring me to heaven that was uh, that was binding. I started out life very uh, ritualistic, you know, in rituals and religion. And, and uh, you know, we, we did things. We were repetitive, uh, uh, you know, and, and Re- my... Repeating the same phrases or Over statements. and over, peace be with you. And I say that, but I mean it with my heart today. Peace be with you. I say that to people now. But there were so many phrases and curtsies and things. I was I was literally an altar boy in my life where uh, I was a part of a liturgic family and did certain things or said certain things. I was supposed to be an arm, you know, part of this arm of the Lord. But I'll tell you, I never had... Uh, a relationship with Jesus Christ. I was around many of good people. You know, I grew up with people uh, who were in uh, the church every time the bell rang, you know, six o'clock in the morning mass, uh, every night, you know, Latin mass, not even know what was being said, wanting to do the right thing. And then along my life, uh, all of a sudden, my world exploded, you know, so I'm living this very religious life, Uh, thinking I'm going to heaven, thinking all things are made, just listening to other people. And then something terrible or something great actually happened in my life. Somebody handed me a track and said, Mm -hmm. are you going to heaven or are you going to hell? That was the first thing that happened in my life. And I remember reading that over and over again, like 50 times. I threw it away and went and got it out of the trash. Oh, wow. And and I went searching. Couldn't get away from it. I couldn't get away. And I remember I, I literally went to the church around the corner from the house. I I knocked on the door, tried to speak uh, with the the priest, and and you know it was Christmas. It wasn't available. There was a service getting ready to happen that night. It's Christmas Eve, uh, nineteen eighty seven. I eighty six. I still remember it. And um, you know Debbie said you need to go speak to the man of God. So I went over and I lit a bunch of candles and I tried to do all the things I could to ensure I had a relationship with God. But there was something missing in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, and for years I searched. I went to I went to one church pastor. They were seven drum sets. It was one of the biggest churches in the Midwest of the United States. It was outside of Little Rock, Arkansas. And the opening hymn was a Led Zeppelin song called Stairway to Heaven. Oh, a rock and roll song. Oh, wow. And uh, I remember a guy in front of me fell on the floor, had a heart attack or something. I jumped over the pew and was administering first aid, come to find out he was slain in some weird spirit. And I didn't go to church, brother, for a couple of years after that. Mm-hmm. But I met a guy who was different. 
And uh, he had a story to tell. And that, that man would die in my arms, but not until after he told me the story of his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh. And brother, I mean, this would be a good time to inject that 10-year-old, 10-and-a-half-year-old experience in your 19-year-old experience, yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah, well, my situation was that I didn't have church, uh, yeah. basically, growing up. And yeah. uh, we went through a drought in Texas where my dad was a dryland farmer, and he lost a shirt above his back, literally had to borrow money to move us in 1955 up to Colorado. And uh, so he had come to the end of himself when we were in Texas through all of that difficulty. You know, God uses difficulty to break us of self-reliance. And my dad was yeah. trying to be a self-reliant, self-made man. And finally, he went to the only church that was in that little town of 75 and the gospel was preached. My dad received Christ. My mom had already received Christ. Both of them followed the Lord in believers' baptism. But we went to Colorado, and they didn't find a Baptist church friendly there. Mm. And so uh, we weren't in church from my seven years. They, we went about a, a year and a half, two years in Texas. And then from this time on, when I got 10 and a half, then we went for about two months, and that's where I received Christ. And then my dad dropped out of church. Wow. He heard there was a conflict. So often people look at conflict in churches, and they say, I'm not going to go to church if they have any problems. Well, I tell people, I'm not going to go to a church where there's any problems, so I'm not going to go because <laughs> yeah. I'll be a problem. We're all imperfect. We create problems. We don't look for a perfect church. We just look for people that worship a perfect Savior, a perfect God, and are trying to grow in a relationship with him. But got saved. He dropped out. So I didn't grow in the Lord for 10 and a half years. But I never forget the two messages I heard in that church. And it was, we're sinners, and you're a sinner, and you deserve hell. And boy, that message came through loud and clear by the Holy Spirit through that pastor preaching the word of God. And boy, I was terrorized. I knew I was going to hell. I was in tears at the invitation, but I wouldn't go forward because I was afraid of what people would think about me. I went home and my mom didn't know how to lead me to the Lord, but she says, Tony, you do whatever God's telling you to do. Next Sunday, I'm under conviction. Christ has been preached. He's on the cross dying in my place. Yeah. And that's where I got saved that day. Folks, we're going to continue on uh, with Pastor Miller getting saved and looking at this uh, new song, new heaven, new Jerusalem, new everything, and our God is great. We'll be right back. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. I love this promise of a new heaven and new earth and, you know, to bring upon this perfect, eternal, wonderful state of life to wipe away our tears. And so, Pastor, you, you end up in Colorado. There's no church. So did a church show up by the time you were 19? What changed? Well, yeah. What happened to me, brother, is uh, I got distressed and distraught, and I decided I'm going to become a hermit and live in the Northwest 
and uh, claim five acres for living there, five acres to develop it for the five years. And then it's yours. And yeah. I, I literally was determined I was going to become a hermit. You know, you, you hear these television programs or see them, uh, mountain men, you know, remote people. Yeah, and, and, at, and at that time, you could still be a claim setter, right? You could yes, still, there were places. Right. Uh, just until 1986, you could go to Alaska and, and, and you know, sit on five that's, acres and it was yours. That's, that's the very thing that I was, and I, I got there and I, I was still unhappy. I thought people had made me unhappy. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I realized about the new heaven and the new earth, there's no sinners there that are going to do your own. Yeah. And I felt like the world was messed up. I was depressed and I'm going to get away from it and I'm unhappy. What God was doing, he was taking away everything that I was looking at for happiness that was an idol in my heart, one by one. Football, injury, couldn't go play college ball on scholarship. I signed and you go down the line, right down the line and girlfriend, jobs, college i couldn't even stay in college got migraine headaches god was just eliminating him got me up there and then i saw i was unhappy and i decided i'm gonna start reading the bible and we've encouraged you to read the bible this book the bible will speak to you yeah. and make things clear and i started reading where you start to write read a book genesis i read the first chapter and i'm getting through that and I, all of a sudden i get this sense i'm unhappy because i'm not living for the greatest person in the universe I'm living for myself and I'm not the greatest person. God is. Yeah. Okay. And I had an accident with a power chainsaw one day out in the woods and away from people. And after I had that accident, I almost cut my right arm off within two minutes. I was right with God. And I said, God, I'm going to go back to Colorado. You show me what you want me to do and I'll do it. I'm going to live to please you, not myself. You know, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Yeah. And it's more blessed to please someone greater than yourself than yourself. And that's what I made resolve. And man, my life just changed. And then I, now I get to read the Bible, read about there's not going to be any sinners in heaven. There's not going to be any potholes in the roads. <laughs> As we're getting in Greenville, South Carolina, there's not going to just not fixing them up. Yeah. yeah, There's not going to be any disease. There's not any sorrow. Yeah. There's not going to be any of the terrible things we face on here. And I look at that, but most of all, we're going to be seeing him face to face yeah. who died for us. And the, the lamb upon the throne with God the Father there at the throne. And the blessed Holy Spirit empowering the worship to be so perfect. And the service to be so wonderful. And the beauty so <laughs> aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, it's just going to be beyond anything that our eyes can imagine. You know, people, we're going to have pastor come back sometime and, and just do a week on heaven. Just do a week. I mean, we could just, oh. that, that would be so great. And, uh, but I just want to say this to you folks, as pastor and I give our 
experience of accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We we didn't become perfect humans. We still have our problems. Still, still growing at 75. Still, <laughs> he's still growing at 75. I'm growing at 62. But I would say this to you, dear friends, is remember, now the Bible says, really, there's, there's just a few things you need to know to be saved and put them into practice. And we know, as we've said many times, we're sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous, no, not one. The Bible says everybody falls short. So the whole world out there falls short of the glory of God. Yes. We, we just can't get to that level. No matter what anyone says, we can't work to that level. Uh, there's no human perfection. It's not there. Uh, we're these finite human beings, and God's this infinite, wonderful God who's beyond sin. He can't sin. He can't lie. None of that stuff happens. And so we realize we're sinners. And then there's a hard verse in the Bible that says, uh, uh, for the wages of sin is death. Mm, separation from God. Yeah. And that's exactly what it means. So there's a couple kind of deaths you can have. There's a physical death and a spiritual death. And, and an and, eternal. Oh, that's right. Yes. And uh, you, better, you better zero in and know you're a sinner and know there's a price on sin. But then Christ paid that price so wonderfully. The Bible says, but God commended his love toward us, which means he freely gave it. It says, but God commended his love toward us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for, right, us. for us. Long before you and I were born, thousands of years. We're in the paid age for of all of our sins. They were all future. That's right. Right. It was all covered thousands of years ago. and uh, But then there, there's action. We see over in Romans 10, 9, and 10, where the Lord talks about speaking it with our mouth and believing it with our heart or asking the Lord. There's action that takes place. You know, when I joined the army, I had all intents and purposes to join the army. I mean, I was all in. I wanted to drive to a base before I even joined the army and said, hey, I'm going to join. Let me in. And they wouldn't let me in, you know. And uh, so... So talk about that, Pastor. So we know we're a sinner. We know there's a price on sin. And we know that Jesus paid that price. How does that all come together here? Yes, it says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Romans 10, 13, yeah. Shall be saved. And so I say this to people, uh, who's the Lord? It says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, he's the one that died for you. He's the one that can save you. And so... You call upon the Lord, and that means to pray or to ask. Yeah. Uh, that's all it means when it says call. It's, it's a prayer of request. And what is it? God, I want to be saved. And if you've ever seen somebody almost drown, they get in there and they're getting water in their lungs, and what do they do after they realize they can't get out and they're going to drown? They scream, help me, save me. Say, yeah, get me out of here. They look at see if anybody looks like they don't look at a baby they look at a strong man and say would you get me out of here save me rescue me deliver me and that's exactly what we have to do spiritually jesus i'm going to go to hell be separated from god for all eternity but you are the one that died for me and you are alive and have the power to save me get me out of this fix save me deliver me from the wrath that i deserve and you know what Whosoever's called upon the name of the Lord, he'll save you. It's a promise from God, and you can go to the bank with that. Whosoever shall be saved. And so you have this. All of a sudden, you have this. Uh, you're a new creation. You got this new life. You got a new heaven, new song, um, new direction. New Lots new happen when you get saved. But we talked about you're a new baby. You're and, and a new creature and a new <laughs> character. Yeah, yeah. And this, all the things that we have that are new, and what a joy it is to be a believer and a, a new creature in Christ. And folks, we can't emphasize 
just how important it is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I know we only got a minute or so left, but I want to tell you, years ago, I preached uh, outside of Cleveland, Ohio. I'll never forget it. A young man came up to me, and he said, you know, Brother Doug, tonight I'm going to get saved. And I stopped him, and let's just say his name was John. I'm not sure what it was. But I stopped him, and I said, John. I said, we can do it right now. I'm in no hurry. I said, Pastor and I got to go to Outback, but there's plenty of room in Outback. We got all day. I said, why don't you come with us and let's talk about it right now. He said, well, I'm in a big hurry. You know, the, the Browns are playing. I'm going to watch it with my girlfriend's family or something. But tonight, I'm going to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And, and he went. And I'm thinking to myself, well, this guy's coming back tonight. That's going to be a blessing. You know, a, a young lady accepted the Lord, and we don't take any of those things for granted. They don't happen all the time. And so we were on a high. This young man's coming back. He didn't come back. And I remember the next day, um, I was at the airport in Atlanta, Georgia, and the pastor called and said, Doug, he's gone. He got in an accident on the way home. Oh. And, and folks, I, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just telling you there's an urgency yes. behind accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have no promise of tomorrow. That's right. And uh, and I believe maybe this young man there in his car, they said he lived for five or ten minutes, got right with God. He heard a good message Could that have. morning. But, folks, you know, right here, right now, wherever you are, bow your head and ask Christ to save you. And you know what? If you believe it in your heart while you're speaking it with your mouth, you're going to be saved, yes. and we'd love to help you with that. Give us a call. Get a hold of us. You know how to get a hold of us. We love you. Happy New Everything. Happy New Year, and uh, may God bless you eternally. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.